a lot of people often talk to me about content. They often ask um, questions about content. They often say, you know, what's a great format for creating um, a blog or a social post or an article or something on thought leadership? And often what we find is when we get into that conversation, there is one key element often overlooked that is the most critical element of the content that they are about to produce. And that is the headline or the subject line or the title. Because, of course, if you stop and think about it, no matter how good your article, your blog, your social media post or your piece of thought leadership or your white paper or whatever it happens to be, if nobody is reading it, then what's the point? So the trick here is to ensure that you can hook somebody in, you, that you can get their attention long enough, just long enough by the quality and the craft of the headline, subject line or title to get them into your article or your social post. Otherwise, you've created something that nobody is going to be able to enjoy. So we're going to focus in this session purely and exclusively on the art of creating headlines and subject lines that actually hook the audience in. And that's really, really key here. We all need to attract our audience into our content. We might call this session, um, if we were to re-describe it, as a hooky headlines session. In other words, hooking people in as we attempt to cut through the noise and entice our audience into our messages and our stories. If we can get them in, then we stand a chance of being both relevant to them, of educating them, of informing them, and in marketing sense, actually getting them to do something as a result of it. But unless we can actually get them in, then there really is no hope because they clearly won't get beyond the word go. So what kind of things are we talking about here? When we're thinking about examples of headlines. Okay, so there's quite a broad excuse me, there's quite a broad range um, of examples here. So we could be looking at, for example, um, a subject line of an email, very, very simple one. We might, if we're thinking about advertising, be thinking about strat lines, for example. Uh, it could be a brand statement. So it could be you've got your brand name, and this might be a, um, a, a statement underneath it that gives a description that hooks people in, that makes them intrigued about what you're doing and what you're going to do. It might also be the title of a blog. It could be a social meme, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are many, many different ways that we can find the art and craft of headline and subject line writing come to fruition. So these are just some of the examples that we might be thinking about. But the process and the, the tips and the tricks behind creating really effective headlines and subject lines are pretty consistent, irrespective of what you're trying to do. Now, of course, it is a balance. What we don't want to be doing is creating something that feels a little bit cliched or just has that hint of spamminess to it, because obviously it'll get found out. Um, it'll get found out by the search engines. If you're doing this uh, in a blog on your website, for example, um, it would certainly get um, overlooked uh, if you were doing this uh, in social because the algorithms will probably not present it uh, and or your audience might see it, but they'll think, oh, hold on a minute, that doesn't look quite right. So it is about balance. That's a really important key here. So the purpose of an effective headline is to encourage your reader just to pause for just long enough to gain their attention and entice them into an action. 
Okay, that's key. So it's not about being clever. It's not about being really fancy here. It's about enticing them in just long enough to get their attention to do an action. So this action might be to open the post. It could be click through to get more information. It could be read further into the article uh, if it's the headline, for example, of a blog post or something like that. But it is very, very simple. This is the key sole purpose is to entice your audience, having gained their attention in that fraction of a second, because that is, as we'll see, all we've got to do something. And so you need to be super clear about what that action is. And it is just one action. The purpose of the headline has to be very, very clear to you. And as we start to craft these in a moment and start to understand some of the best practice for creating an effective headline or subject line, we need to know what our target is before we set out on this little journey. Because if we've got that super clear in our minds, then we are focused. And it really is this laser precision of our focus that is going to be the win uh, in this particular exercise. So the power of a headline, and this is really why it's so, so important. I mean, you can just do any old kind of title, any old subject line. And if you hope that that is going to win, well, it probably is going to miss the mark. And the reason being that the most powerful headlines, the most effective headlines that you see that gain your attention, because, of course, this happens to, to you, to me, to everybody. We're always enticed in by an effective headline that appeals both to the head and the heart. And of course, the search engine as well, if this is an article. So just pop that one in brackets after that, if you're making notes here. But this has to appeal to the head and the heart. In other words, it has to engage us logically through our thought, but it also has to engage us emotionally through the heart, through the, the kind of the feeling behind this. So it's this lovely little nuanced balance between head and heart, emotion and thinking. And so the most effective headlines balance those two things. So when we look at some examples in just a moment, that is what we're after here, is this lovely little nuanced uh, sort of dance, if you like, between appealing to somebody's emotion, but then getting them through a logical thought process too, because that's when they'll take action. If they can feel it from both perspectives, that's when they'll take action. Now, I've got a number of different uh, methods or methodologies that I use personally, but one of my very favorite ones, I think, could be summed up by um, a website called satorimethod.com. That's satorimethod.com. Now, these guys do a lot of uh, consulting and online courses for um, people who offer both coaching and kind of spiritual practice. So these are kind of for healers, they're for yoga teachers, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I came across them some time ago, these guys, and I thought, you know, actually, they really hit the, the nail on the head here. They've really got the right kind of balance. And they've got a seven-step process, which is super simple, but it just works. So if you want to read this in more detail, go to satorimethod.com. And I'm just going to talk you through this, because if you're in this for just a quick fix, so to understand headlines and subject lines, this is kind of the seven-step process, or at least one of them that I know definitely from experience will actually work for you. So step one, identify the pain, the outcome, the solution. 
In other words, what is it you're trying to appeal to? So somebody who you're writing for to attract in, to entice them into taking this action, you've got to identify their pain point. Also, you've got to really within the, um, the headline, you've got to kind of give them a sense of the outcome. In other words, it's going to be worth my while reading on or it's going to be you know, valuable to me to click this button. And again, with that outcome, you need to give a sense of the solution. Um, I'll give you some experience, um, some uh, examples in just a moment. But think pain, outcome, solution. Those three little words will just align you with their perspective, the customer or the audience or the reader's perspective. Because if you're coming at this from your angle, you've missed the point of how this works. So very much look at it from the, the customer or audience's perspective. Pain, outcome, solution. Step two is copy what others are doing for your target persona. Um, in satorimethod.com, they talk a lot about going to your, um, your local corner store or your newsagent and, and looking across all of the different headlines on the magazine covers that are targeted towards your customer persona. So the audience that you want to appeal to and, and kind of just get a sense of the tone of voice, the style. And again, those little nuances of the, the subtle kind of essence, really, of the headlines, because these are going to be working. You know, these are going to be tried and tested. So copy what you feel resonates with your brand that you can see works in other media that are targeting the same person that you are. Step three, call out your persona. So, for example, if I was creating um, an article that was talking to um, a marketer, for example, my um, sort of headline might be something like top content tips for busy marketers. So there I've identified the pain, but I've identified the outcome and the solution there for my target persona. So if my target persona is a marketer, just like me, then I would probably put out um, something that really shouted at them and said, hey, guys, you know, it's you. I'm talking to you. You're marketers. So these are top content tips for busy marketers. And of course, I've identified the pain there by using the word busy. So that's key. That's really, really useful. Step four, if you are going to put some numbers in, of course, you know, we always see headlines with, you know, top two tips or be more than that, top 10 tips or something like that. Um, often putting in odd numbers statistically, according to the research, is much more effective. So you might say 73 percent more effectiveness by using these top content tips for busy marketers. So you kind of you're adding a, a sort of an essence, if you like, of the precision of your headline. So using odd numbers apparently attracts us more as individuals. I don't know the research in detail. I've not done it myself, but the research shows that odd numbers seem to resonate more. And when you go into store, if you're going into any kind of um, shopping mall or any sort of uh, grocery store or something like that, there is no um, sort of mistake or there is no kind of um, sort of error, if you like, in the fact that a lot of the pricing that you will see will be odd numbers. It's done for intentional purposes because we're more likely to engage with it because we feel like we're getting a little bit more value. It kind of hooks us in. Remember, we're talking about this hooky headlines thing. That's what we're after here. Step five, promote time, money or effort saving. 
So this is, again, part of the solution. It's actually saying, look, I can save you time here. You know, you're going to save money by committing to this uh, this particular article or, you know, read on for how to save, you know, effort in doing X, Y or Z. So if you can promote any kind of saving, then it becomes an investment. It's not a cost of the audience's time. It's an investment of their time and energy to read on or to click or to go deeper into this particular article. Step number six of satorimethod.com's seven steps to great headline writing. Um, step six is keywords. There are a lot of keywords, and we've seen these through social. We've seen these through lots of emails that we'll have received you now as individuals ourselves. Um, the words like tips, tricks, secret, or insider. You know, we've seen this. And again, you might think, well, it's a little bit cliched. It's a bit, feels a bit spammy. But I can assure you that, you know, the research will bore this bore this out is that this works it really does um things like tips things like tricks the, the word secret in other words you know we're just giving you this little kind of insider tip that you know it's it's not for everybody's consumption so if you take this we're going to be saving you time we're going to be saving you money 73 percent more likely to be doing that and we know you're busy so here's a solution for you so you're kind of stepping into their shoes you're kind of teasing them a little bit there's a maybe a little bit of humor involved at this kind of level but it does work. Having said all of this, though, when we get to step seven, where it's all about the power words, free, hurry, effortless, latest, you know, those big power words that you know have a huge amount of energy behind them. These are designed to stimulate action in the moment because it's all very well than reading your headline, seeing a little bit of the article and thinking, yeah, I'll come back to that. You know they won't because we don't, do we? We've all got very busy lives. So the power words at step seven in the Satori method are there designed to inspire action in the moment. And of course, that is what our headline really, really needs to do. Now, of course, all of this, if you're starting to think, well, OK, but this really does sound like it's sell, sell, sell. Well, it kind of is, but you need to be comfortable that it's in line with the way that you're communicating your brand. So if some of these things are a little bit of a step too far and you think, come on, Neil, this is just a bit too much. I need to be a little more. And I'm going to use the word here. I'll use it cautiously, professional. Now, these aren't unprofessional, but they do have a, a big kind of um, sort of, you know, overt selling kind of message behind them. So if they feel a little bit too overtly salesy for you, maybe just trim it back a little bit. But just know that these seven steps do work. These are kind of an amalgamation of a lot of the best practice that we see around right now. So give it a try because it really does work. And there's another one. Now, this one really genuinely is a secret headline tip. And I'm going to tell you this one. Uh, not many people know this one. So that's generally why it's a secret. But there is, uh, according to the Content Marketing Institute, so it's a reliable source. And they've done some research which says that including a single hyphen or colon in the headline increases click through rate by 9% interesting. A hyphen or a colon in the headline will increase the click-through rate by 9%. Now, that could be the make or break of a campaign. That could be the, the difference between you hitting your sales target from an email that actually contains some special offers and you not doing your numbers. 
So think about that one. That is a really interesting one to play with. And what I'd recommend you do here, um, if you don't believe that um, statistic, that 9% click-through rate improvement comes from just purely using a colon or a single hyphen in your headline, then do an A-B test. It's called a split test. And that would mean that you split, for example, if you're doing an email campaign and you put a title to half of your target audience, and then you put the same title, but in that title, you put a hyphen or a colon at some point where it's appropriate and send it out to the other half of your database. See what happens. See if you can replicate that 9% improvement in click-through rate from the audience that you've targeted who get the version with the single hyphen or colon. And I'd always recommend that when you're trying out these headline tips is that you do split testing, do A-B testing, where the only thing maybe that you change is the actual headline itself. Or, as I've just explained there, down at that kind of really granular level, you change an element of the headline because then you'll start to really learn what's going to work for you and your audience. So what do the big guys say? I mean, well, you know, obviously you can say, well, come on, Neil, you know, you're just one of another million marketers on this planet. What do you know about this? Well, I've been doing this for quite some time. I've been producing a lot of content for quite some time, but I wanted to share with you just for a few moments, some of the, um, the headline sort of um, best practice, if you like, from what you might term the headline pros. So this is from Wix.com's blog. Um, and they have said there's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to uh, really be focusing on if you really want to get super powerful at headline writing. So I'm just going to you know, rattle these off for you. Benefit from a title generator. So once you've got your article written, pop that article into a title generator and see what it throws up. Some of these can you know, offer up some really interesting ideas for you. Know your target audience. Yes, of course, we need to make it subtly appropriate. And if you have multiple audiences, it's going to be different headlines for different audiences. Be informative and keep it simple. Yeah, we're not looking at rocket science here, but doing that A-B testing that I've mentioned before is the surefire way to continuously learn what's going to work. Implement keywords. Yes, if it's a headline for a blog article, make sure if it's on your website, you want this to work for SEO. So get those keywords searched, get them uh, into the article as well. And then your um, article and its headline is going to be really, really well aligned for the search engines too. Use interesting adjectives, those descriptive words. Come on, you know, we're marketers, we're communicators. We should be able to make this stuff interesting. So, you know, using an active voice as well is another one that they talk about. And it's a really important way of kind of bringing the headline to life. We should feel passion. We should feel inspiration. We should feel motivated when we read this headline. Otherwise, it's a eh, and then people will move on elsewhere. And so the list goes on through accuracy, aligning it with the content, inspiring curiosity, incorporating numbers. We've talked about odd numbers being important and really creating an urgency. This is important. Headlines and subject lines and title lines need to inspire urgency now. So if you are going to go down the slightly more salesy route with your headlines, then make sure it talks about 
the fact that this is probably a limited time offer. So you can use things like that to inspire that instant interaction, that instant, come on, you've got to read on, or now is the time to click through here, because we know that we're not going to be coming back to this. And, you know, the statistics prove this, you know, people will not return if they don't do it in the moment. So the headline really needs, according to Wix.com, to, you know, create that sort of urgency, because now is the time for them to take action. HubSpot, you know, another one of the headline pros that I would say, and they've got a, an article in their marketing section on blog.hubspot.com called Headline Writing Tips. And they, again, say include numbers and they give an example. They'll say, if it was before social media marketing mistakes, turn that into nine social media marketing mistakes. And just think about that for a minute. You know, if you can see there are nine there, it's like, oh, actually, that could be worth a read. You know, I might get some really top tips there. So you're more inspired because otherwise it might just be one or two and probably not worth your time. So include numbers and remember to do the odd numbers. They also say, this is HubSpot, also say add an adjective. So formally to write a catchy headline becomes simple formally to write a catchy headline. Because, of course, an adjective then kind of gives the sense of what the audience can expect if they then read on or they commit to going further. And the call to action is absolutely essential, as we've just seen through Wix and through the earlier examples. So formally to write a catchy headline becomes try this formula to quickly attract or quickly write rather a catchy headline. Try this formula to quickly write a catchy headline. So try this means do it now. Formula to quickly means it's not going to be too onerous for me. And then write a catchy headline. So it's kind of ticking all the boxes. So it's inspirational. It's instant. It's in the moment. It's got an adjective, which gives me a little sense of how much commitment I'm going to have to make. So this one is this example is simple. And because it's included numbers, it's like, oh, there's nine of them. OK, now I'm interested. Click through. So nice little examples there from HubSpot.com, again, showing that this is not made up stuff. This is actually what the pros are talking about right here, right now in the headline content creation. And MailChimp, um, we've talked a lot in this session so far about you know email, um, and you know it would be remiss of me not to see what uh, what MailChimp are talking about. So MailChimp has another headline pro um, would be saying in their best practices for email subject lines. This was an article that they've created in their help section, so you can go and search that one out. Um, they've got four tips, and these are really really consolidating what we've just been talking about. What they say is be descriptive not trendy and include a call to action. In other words, let's just get to the point. Don't try and be super clever. Don't try and maybe use sort of trending topics or anything like that, but include a call to action within a description. Simple as that. Simple as you like. They also say point two, keep it short and no more than. And this is important. OK, so I've kind of given some examples which push the boundaries here, but this is really, really crucial. Keep it short. No more than nine words or 60 characters. Now, we know if you use MailChimp, we know they do a lot of analytics, tons of insights on the back end of MailChimp. So I would confidently say those numbers will be correct. They will have done their research into all of their systems to come up with those numbers. So if you're writing a headline, MailChimp say no more than nine words, and no more than 60 characters. 
They also say, limit the punctuation to no more than three marks per headline to avoid the spam filters. Now, we know that including a hyphen or a colon will give you a 9% more likelihood of click-through on a headline. We know that. We've seen that. That's the research from the Content Marketing Institute. And MailChimp say, but in total, no more than three punctuation marks per headline, because otherwise the spam filters, and again, they're talking predominantly here about email, the spam filters will catch it. So be very, very careful not to overdo this, just because we're adding in all this functionality and these features to our headlines here. Less is definitely more. So limit it, keep it short and punchy and descriptive with a clear call to action. And of course, then they come back with the thing I've just said here, which is A-B test your headlines. MailChimp, you know, real advocates of A-B split testing. And that is what we all need to be doing. So half of the database that you're sending out to gets one version of your headline. Everything else is the same apart from the headline going out to the other half. And then you can see which one is more effective and you can then build on from there. One of the questions I'm often asked is, yeah, OK, Neil, that's all fine and that's great. I understand the numbers, got to be odd numbers, I've got to be descriptive, clear call to action, all of that stuff. Yeah, get it, get it, get it. But what, Neil, about emojis? Should I use emojis or not? Well, interesting research here. I've done a lot of quite deep research in this. And the reason being is I'm not a fan of emojis personally. OK, so I wanted to try and through the research that I've been doing over the last couple of years, it's been quite a long little process, this one for me, because I feel because I don't really personally like emojis, I have to then if I'm going to be using them in my marketing, I have to justify it. So I've got to find the research that says they're worth doing because they don't fit with my brand positioning. I don't generally really recommend them to clients. And so I'm kind of on the fence here. Prove it to me. And if you can prove it to prove it to me that it works, then I might look at it. So I thought I need to do a deep um, bit of research here to find the very latest. Now, the very latest from MailChimp, again, says that use no more than one emoji at a time. OK, so that is the latest best practice from MailChimp. Use no more than one emoji if you choose to use emojis. And I think quite a lot of people think and have got research and, and evidence and uh, you know confidence that using emojis works in headlines. Um, and obviously we see them a lot in social posts. But the question here is, if you're thinking about using these, is how many should I use? I would say follow MailChimp's example here. Use no more than one emoji at a time. But, but test it. Do your A-B testing, because for sure that is the way to make sure that what is working for you is actually working for you. OK, so to round this off, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a quote from SproutSocial.com, um, big social media aggregator that I'm sure a number of you kind of listening to this will be using right now. So SproutSocial.com say their top headline tip is answer the question of why bother? or so what, with a compelling title that stops readers in their tracks. And remember, your audience's time is valuable. Your headlines should promise a payoff in exchange for their click or tap through. And to me, that was just a lovely summary of really why we're here. Because if you look at your headlines, the ones that come out through your title generator, or the ones that you've crafted over an afternoon, over, you know, slaving over your keyboard, and you think, wow, look at these headlines, I want to go off and test. Do the why bother. 
test to them before you do. Just look at it and think, well, would this really stop me in my tracks? Think about your target persona. Just put yourself in their shoes or look through their lens and think, is this really good enough? If the answer is, yeah, it might be. Actually, I'm quite quite pleased with this one. I think this is going to hit the mark. And it does feel like it ticks all the boxes that we talked about. Then if it does, go for it. If you're still getting the hmm or meh kind of feeling after it, there's work to be done. So Sprout Social is very, very clear on this one is unless you can show and really demonstrate a payoff in exchange for the click or tap in terms of the value you're giving to your audience's time, they are not going to come through. And you could argue that the worst situation would be as if the headline is so great that they come through and then they're disappointed. So always temper your enthusiasm and the kind of inspiration you have for your content headline with actually where you're trying to take them, because obviously you need to be balancing that too. So I hope you found this useful. I hope you found this interesting as you're crafting your content plans for, for next year and beyond. Hopefully this has been a useful little exercise for you. But remember the big trick here, whatever kind of headline or subject line that you're creating, the big trick here is to continuously improve by continuously testing what it is you do.